This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. The iconic theatre company Red Leap are taking their successful theatre production Owls Do Cry on tour. The show will be performed at Hamilton's Meteor Theatre on 26th until 28th October. Considered the first great New Zealand novel, Janet Frame's Owls Do Cry follows the story of the Withers siblings, Daphne, Chicks, Toby and Francie, and their lives in small town New Zealand following a family tragedy. Rather than creating a direct narrative staging of Owls Do Cry, Red Leap have taken inspiration from Frames's rich imagery and poetry to create a multidisciplinary dreamscape. I've got uh, director Malia, uh, Malia Johnston on the line now to talk to us about the play. Good morning, Malia. Kia how are you? Great, thanks. Thanks very much for coming on the show. Um, now, what originally um, brought about the idea of, um, of funnelling the efforts into, uh, into um, Janet Frame's story? Um, well, Julie, uh, the director of Red Leap, uh, Julie Nolan, at the time, she uh, was looking for a new project um, and she was interested in female writers and, uh, yes, got permission from the Janet Frame Writing Society to to um, take this book and turn it into a show. And she contacted me to ask me if I'd be keen and I was super keen because I'm a massive fan of Janet's writing. So, yeah, I'm very much on board. <laughs> Excellent. So how was the process of actually constructing the production, um, converting it from um, a text to a live-action presentation, as it were? Um, yeah, it was very much a collaborative and experimental effort. Uh, we did a lot of workshopping in the first instance to, I guess, investigate and look at how we might, um, what forms we might use to kind of interpret the book. And um, we did try in the original workshop process to write a direct script from the book and turn the book directly into a play. But we didn't feel like that it, it worked in terms of an experience. Um, so what we did was we scrapped the script and we started again and we actually decided to use um, multidisciplinary um, audio-visual songwriting and lots of movements um, and a much more meta-based version of the of the play came about. And that came about through lots of um, improvisation and experimenting with the performers. And, um, yeah, we just basically created a lot of... Uh, uh, we created a lot. And the performers also got on the floor and, and used the text to create songs and all sorts of things with, yeah. Interesting. So Janet Frame's Elves Do Cry uh, basically uh, had ends up providing the universe for um, for the interpretive production you've created. Absolutely, 100%, yeah, and the book. So the characters are um, versions of characters within the book, but they're also still themselves, and so they speak to the book as well and the experience of the, of the writing. Wow, so it's a great, um, great reinterpretation, which even people who are familiar with the book um, would um, have a whole new experience from going along and seeing it in, uh, in, on stage. It's not just, um, it's not just verbatim transcription. Yeah, 
No, it's definitely not verbatim. It's more of a homage to her writing style. And we, looking at the text, because it's based in the 1950s, 60s, um, but the text itself at, at the time that it was written was very, very rebellious and very experimental. And we wanted to make sure that what we were doing uh, was very current and, and, and something that she would find, you know, fascinating at this point in time. With, with the work, yeah. Would you like to tell our listeners, Malia, about um, the uh, the text, the atmosphere and the approach of the text um, originally and how that has actually, secondly, how that's changed into the, um, into the stage production? Yeah, so at the time when Janet wrote this book, it was, it was perceived as extremely unique and she got a lot of criticism uh, at, at the same time as a lot of people very interested in her work, but um, at the time that she wrote it, it, it was it, yeah, it was um, something very new, and um, no one was writing in that particular way. So the perception of her work, she yeah, she was under a lot of uh, critique from the traditionalists, you could say, um, and I guess a lot of the people that uh, aspiring you know writers that were wanting to create unique unique voice voices were were very inspired by her by her work um, and you know as I say this was her very first book and she called it a, an experiment uh, when you, when you look at the way that she writes about her first novel um, and so yeah we really wanted to pay homage to this unique voice in our in our society at the time. Yeah. That was very bold of Frame to go with anything experimental in the in the fifties, wasn't it? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, she forged. Yeah, she really forged her own unique um, perception, and and around in a, in a time when we were least aware of difference. I would say, yeah. Absolutely. So um, does it sort of take the perspective from all of the members of? The Withers family, all of the siblings, is that is that part of the unique approach? Yeah. It, uh, so there are the characters do um, form the, the characters in, in this presentation, and they they are representing different characters in the book, but they don't just stick to those one characters. Some of them, um, like Ross, for example, he also plays the the mere character. He becomes more of a universal. Uh, father voice as well and um, and they also each character also speaks on their own perspective excellent yeah, yeah that's really um, really exciting so so what sort of um what do you use uh, in terms of the multidisciplinary um, elements because I yeah. mean we've got we've got the usual um audio visual way of, of of telling things but I imagine this would be um a little bit different because you're reinterpreting it from a 1950s text. Yeah, yeah. So we 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 use we use video projection. Um, and for example, the a lot of the text in her book speaks of the elements. So we've pulled out these themes um, from from the text. There's the, the characters. There's there's the way she writes. Um, there's the poetic kind of interpretation of environment that she uses. She's her words create pictures, and um, so it's a great work to be able to interpret into movement and, and imagery. Um, and one of the elements 
uh, one of the themes in her, if you look at the text, is all the ele- elemental text. And so we've actually created elements out of her text, like like snow or rain, out of the words um, th- through the use of projection. That's one thing that we've, we've taken from her uh, writing. We've used um, the text to create songs directly. So all of the songs in, in, this, in this work have come directly from all of from the text throughout the book and translate beautifully into songs. Um, so we're using um, music. And then um, we decided to strip the set right down to the basics. Like, I guess the book really goes inside the mind um, and it talks about mental health. Um, so we've used the, the theatre is the idea of the inside of the book or the inside of the mind, and we've stripped it right back. So all the props and all the elements that we use in terms of the show or things that you find in the theatre, like road cases, um, sandbags, um, things that you find inside the theatre. So we've pretty much we've basically gone for a really stripped back look in terms of the, the set that kind of use those elements um, in a clever way to kind of interpret some of the, the concepts. Um, and we use a tiny bit of audience interaction as well. Oh, Nothing that's always really. great. <laughs> that's always great, though. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, um, you know, um, with all of this um, multidisciplinary approaches, um, it would feel very, very atmospheric and very engaging and yes. um, also quite um, appropriately, I'm um, just reading here that you became interested in Janet Frame's work uh, since attending dance school, um, which was in the grounds of the place Frame was institutionalised in. So that's really quite a close uh, emotional connection and um, and for you, isn't it? Yes, and actually she um, was um, friends with Douglas Wright, who, who was making work. He made work now and again on, on those grounds, and she would... Um, he would invite her to, to see his works in progress, but she would never attend uh, the showings at, at Carrington. She just wouldn't even go down that road. Um, so, yeah, there, there definitely is a link. Um, they became good friends, and he was very much inspired by her work as well. Um, so, yeah, there is, a, there is a close connection with, with her and her work. And actually, a few years, uh, like a couple of years ago, when I was, after I'd been asked to work on the project, I went down south and my auntie had been collecting all of these clippings and my dad said, oh, Janet Frame, she, yes, your auntie's collecting her, um, all this stuff. And I had no idea why, but basically I found out that she's also on my family tree on the maternal side. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. But it was lots of reasons why, why I felt like I had to do this project. <laughs> yeah, very special. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to, um, uh, you know, having been in the in the vicinity of um, of Carrington, and there's there's sort of a real in- interaction um, between the um, the community of people who are institutionalised there and um, and the wider outside community. So it really is um, uh, uh, that would give you more of a feeling of connection with um, with Frame, really, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely did. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, fantastic. Malia Johnston, director of 
Owls Do Cry, which will be performed at Hamilton's Meteor Theatre from 26 to 28 October. Thank you so much for coming on the free breakfast. Really, really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, I look forward to getting along to that show, as I'm sure a lot of our listeners will as well. Awesome. Look forward to seeing you there. Great. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.